Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Flavor of the Week, brought to you by Banditos, fresh, made daily. In Flavor of the Week, Kyle sits down with one of our local priests over four different episodes to sample variations of a favorite food or drink while they discuss the ins and outs of life as a priest. Welcome to Flavor of the Week, part one with Father James Bromwich. I'm Kyle Hyman here, and we are going to be trying some flavors. Thank you so much, Father James, for being here. My pleasure. Uh, Banditos graciously underwrites our Flavor of the Week, but uh, we kind of went with a whole myriad of things for this. You mentioned that you like garlic. Right, everything garlic. Which, we were like, okay, well, what do we do with garlic? So I've got garlic crackers. Oh, okay. Uh, a garlic roasted non-dippers. Is that what these are? Are you familiar with this? Yeah, I am. Uh, mm-hmm. And then four different things that we can put on it that are garlic. All right, cool. So I thought for the first one, a garlic hummus. Sure, perhaps. I love hummus. Yeah, it's a pre- pretty mild. Uh, this might get a little bit more exciting as we go. We'll Good. Have to see. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you put a lot of garlic on your food? When I do, do you Lots do much of, cooking? Uh, do a lot so, of cooking. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I love to cook. Pick, pick whatever you want. And there. you know, the more garlic you eat, the shorter your meetings are. <laughs> so, just a thought. You Good know? tip. Yeah. Like are we it. supposed to dig in now? Yeah, yeah. Good, because this is my lunch. Go for it. Yeah. I had just a spoonful of peanut butter this morning in Uh preparation for this, just so you know. (laughs) Saving. Saving (laughs) it up for it. Yeah. Good. All right. All right. I I don't know about the non-dippers. They look good. I microwaved them for 10 seconds per the directions. Oh, that's great. Yeah. A little little warm. Really good. Yeah. Are we allowed to chew in the microphone? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how do you... you, Really good. That's awesome. Yeah. A nice garlic flavor. It's pretty garlicky. Double garlic, right? Yeah. <laughs> garlic bread, garlic hummus. Yeah. yeah. Good. What do, what do you think these these are uh, woven with poppy seeds, garlic and onion? I crackers. haven't tried those yet. Okay. That'll be next. Do you do the garlic powder or minced garlic or garlic cloves? All the above. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just depends on how lazy I am. If I'm not <laughs> lazy, I get the whole garlic and cut it up. And actually, it's really good if you... Use whole cloves, uh-huh. and you put it in, you cook it in some butter and olive oil, uh-huh. and then just put that on bread. With the whole cloves? You don't dice whole, them up or anything? Whole cloves, uh-huh. yeah. And uh, it's a great Italian dish. Good. So we're going to crunch now. Yeah, this okay. is the cracker. Uh-huh. Mm, that's really good. That's good? Okay. I feel really self-conscious eating in a microphone. Good. Well, no, no, no. I, yeah. I'm just, I'm glad you like what we've chosen so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We'll see if anything gets... I wonder how the patients will feel about it when I get back to the hospital. Yeah. I want to talk all about what you're doing with the hospital and chaplain over there. Uh, before we do, though, I'd like to get to know you a little bit better and some of your journey, some of your mm-hmm. family background growing up, not from this diocese at all. I'm not, no. And so... What was your kind of path growing up? Uh, what was your home like growing up? And when mm-hmm. did you start considering the priesthood? Yeah, this is complicated. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we did not grow up with faith in my house. My parents were fallen away Catholics. They came back later when I was like 15 or 16. Huh. And so I grew up with, when I was 13, 14 years old, I didn't even know how to pray the Our Father. Okay. So that's how little faith there was. Didn't go to any church. No church. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, once in a while, we got a wild hair about us as a family and decided, or they did, yeah. and decided, well, let's go to a Baptist church for a while, or let's go to the Methodist church. I was baptized Methodist. Okay. At as, what age? Uh, as a baby. Oh. Okay. Uh, Methodist. And came into the church when I was 16. 
because uh-huh. um, my parents returned to the church when I was 15. Okay. But my father had to bribe me with free breakfast every Sunday morning uh-huh. at my favorite restaurant. So that's- Were you otherwise paying for your breakfast at that age? No, I just, it was just, <laughs> okay. you know, like, oh, we'll it was take you- special. Yeah, we'll take you out for pancakes and sausage, my favorite breakfast every Sunday morning if uh-huh. you come to church with us kind of thing. So, yeah. so I did. Secretly, you know, as a 16-year-old, I wanted to be Catholic anyway because my friends were Catholic and uh, in Massachusetts, so huh. a very Catholic area. Okay. And so this just gave me an excuse to save face and go to church. Hmm. But yeah, growing up, it was, you know, a lot of priests have these vocation stories of, uh, you know, my best friend, my best priest friend, his uh, vocation story is, you know, with playing priest, growing up playing priest. And I did not do that. I grew up playing senator, judge ruler of the world kind of thing. Okay. And so <laughs> so this is very unlikely. So sometimes I think God just calls the most unlikely people. So and I consider myself one of the most unlikely people to be called. Uh-huh. But as a teenager I did start getting I'm very interested in those who suffer, the mm-hmm. marginalized, the least of these. I mean I read books about people who were dying of cancer and read books about the Holocaust and people who mm. survived the Holocaust and on and on and on. People living under communism. That became a huge interest of mine all during my teenage years. Okay. And I always had this urge. I just want to go help them, you know, either as a missionary, a diplomat, whatever. Uh, so it was always there, you know, because yeah. that's really the root, isn't it, of of Christ and his call sure. uh, to ministry and to even just being a, uh, the universal call to holiness, the call is ultimately to the least of these. When did you make that connection, the desire to help others and to reach out to the least of these, and that being something that was a Christian teaching? Well, when I became a Catholic, okay. I made that connection. And in my impulsive fashion, uh, when I was 17, I just felt kind of called to the priesthood. Huh. Uh, but that didn't happen. uh, For various reasons uh, that uh, maybe we don't need to get into here. But I mean, you know, with, I don't mind saying some of it, you know, at at one point, you know, the the abuse scandal stuff that's gone on in the church, Mm -hmm. um, I ended up experiencing that in various ways when I was a teenager after I came into the church. Uh And so, you know, attempted abuse, you know, by a priest and by a youth minister. Mm -hmm. And and so I only say that because uh, I did leave the church when I was 18. And that was a lot of it right yeah. there. That was most of it, uh, the, the various events that surrounded that. Um, but I came back five years later and through really some great people in a campus ministry program, really came to terms with that the church is so much more than a couple of people or a handful of people who do bad things. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that all of that happened to me and that I'm still a priest, I think is a, a major testimony to the power of God in our lives. Sure. And not not my power, you know, I mean, I left the church and mm-hmm. he called me back through these wonderful people. But that's really a key part of my vocation story really is that I experienced what so many are talking about now and what unfortunately people have experienced today mm-hmm. in the church. And yet despite that, I haven't lost my faith in God. I haven't lost my faith in his church and I haven't lost my faith in the priesthood. Yeah. And I think it's really important. I give that testimony just because I think people need to hear it today sure, more than definitely. ever. So what made you start considering the priesthood again? And then what were some of the steps that you took as part of your discernment? Right. Well, when I was 17, I didn't do anything about it. I just had that call and, and felt the urge. And, you know, it was very more of an attraction, like the first call when you're young is just yeah. an attraction. 
And that was really, that call came during Eucharistic adoration. But after I returned to the church, the call really came mainly through people calling me. And so not me having an attraction. Uh, I wasn't sure I had an attraction to it, mm -hmm. but I had a couple dozen people in the campus ministry, the church, the parish, including the priest and the deacon and the campus minister and others who asked me to consider it. Yeah. About two, I think there's about 30 people when they did a come and, I mean, a uh, call by name program they used okay. to have. I think about 30 people submitted my name to the diocese where I was. And so I was really forced to confront this. And with the help of a Franciscan priest, I answered that and I went to seminary for three years but then I left. I still wasn't <laughs> sure. So I left for five years. This seems to be a pattern. And, uh, <laughs> and just kind of lived in the world, lived in New York, you know, pursued different degrees and different career possibilities until I finally came back and became a priest at 36. What were some of those careers that you were uh, Nursing. Following? I'm a registered nurse. Uh -huh. I practiced uh, bone marrow transplant and oncology nursing. <laughs> And I uh, was- Sounds complicated. It, it was, and it was my first job at a nursing school. But it was great. I mean, I just, I was thrown in and I loved the challenge and I loved the people. And uh -huh. I loved really working with people who were struggling with life-threatening diseases, which was actually a dream of mine from the time I was a teenager. Um, really, it was always a nurse. I never wanted to be a doctor. I always just wanted to work in direct patient care. Hmm. And so I did that, and I also studied diplomacy. I got a master's in diplomacy and in international conflict because I this was- the, the politician in you? Yeah. Well, it was, back? it was actually more the humanitarian in me. Okay. I, I, at that point, I wanted to take nursing and diplomacy, and I wanted to do humanitarian diplomacy. Huh. So that, that was a goal of mine. And so after I had some nursing experience, my plan was- uh, I was looking at positions in humanitarian diplomacy, like in Bosnia. I actually had an interview with a group that was working in Bosnia. Huh. Uh, that was around the time of the war. Yeah. And so, but at that time, you know, there was this call again to the priesthood. So God had other plans and kind of took me away from that. Uh -huh. uh, but that, that stuff has never left me, actually, which is why I do some of the things I still do. So that's my complicated story in a short time. Well, and then since you've been a priest, you've been all over the place doing all kinds of different things. Can you give us a little bit of a sample of some of the different positions and, and locations in the world that you've been? Yeah, I don't know if this makes me look good or bad, actually, but <laughs> uh, I'll do it anyway. Um, yeah, so I was uh, I went back for further education, so I got an STL after my MDiv. Which is? Uh, a licentiate in sacred theology. Okay. So it's kind of the advanced, it's, it's a pontifical licensure, you know, from, from Rome. And from there, I was a parochial vicar for a year in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh -huh. And that's the archdiocese I'm incarnated with. Okay. And then from there, I became an administrator and pastor for six years of mm -hmm. three parishes. And I really loved that. But then there was this, again, always this call, like, I want more from you. I want more from you. And so there was this attempt to form a new religious community. Mm-hmm. And I think it was an authentic call, but various things just sort of uh, dissolved that, which is fine. And I thought I was called to be a missionary. Again, mm -hmm. there's that theme, you know, <laughs> Dipl humanitarian diplomacy in my teenage years, that interest. And so I tried to go to the missions twice, actually. Mm -hmm. I've served in Haiti, you know, after the earthquake. Okay. And uh, 2010 earthquake, I served as a first responder, as a trauma nurse, a priest, and an administrator diplomat, actually. And I was just in love with it for two mm -hmm. weeks. I just loved it. And so I thought, 
maybe I'm really called to be a missionary. Yeah. And I tried to go to Brazil. That didn't work out. I did go to the Middle East for about a month, and that didn't work out. <laughs> so I ended up coming back and uh, here to Fort Wayne mm-hmm. and became a chaplain at Parkview Regional, which is wonderful. It's been a great job for me. Which ties in your nursing background and your you know, faculties as a priest. And right. So it seems like a, a great fit. And I've taught medical ethics at the University of St. Francis, so it right. all just fits right <laughs> in. Yeah. So much to talk about. I, I think we could do a whole segment on talking about your being a chaplain at the hospital and some of the things that you do there. So maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll break down the podcast and talk about some of the other things that you have in the pipeline, some films and things like that. What do you think of our garlic hummus here? Well, uh, I think it's great. Okay. And I think it's effective in keeping vampires away. It, do you think it needs to be more garlicky? No, not at okay. all. No, this is enough. It's yeah. good. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't want to underdo things here for you and make sure that you're you're happy with it yeah because so. you get the kind of personality i got already right? all right so. well we're gonna we're gonna try some more garlic and hear more from father james bromwich here on flavor of the week brought to you in part by banditos fresh made daily mm-hmm. 